There's a television program titled Hoarders. Some of you might have seen it. That documents the secret lives of those who suffer from a mental disorder where a person compulsively collects stuff. The storyline is fairly simple. Letting go is hard because each of the persons in the show really believes he or she needs all that stuff. Now most of the time it's completely irrational. Even when the person's asked if they need this, they will say no. But at the same time, they are simply unable to let go of it. They, they cannot imagine a future without it. Well, Jesus today confronts us with the reality that many of us have this tendency to believe that our stuff gives us a certain sense of security. When really the only security in our lives is found outside of ourselves. See, as Jesus is teaching, a man interrupts him and tries to make him split this inheritance with his brother. Now Jesus puts him in his place and then warns everyone of the danger of covetousness and tells a parable about a man who really believed he could secure his future with stuff. The man is successful and even earns enough for early retirement. But that's not the man's problem. It's not wealth or materialism. The man's problem is he thinks he's actually in control of what comes next. Now the reason why he thinks this way is because He's completely turned inward. Did you notice the entire dialogue in the parable is within himself? He thinks to himself, he talks to himself, and then he decides for himself. That is, until God broke into his world. That one night. And then the man realized that no matter how much he had, he wasn't really in control and he wasn't really secure. Even though he had so much, he lacked the one thing he needed. Now, Jesus' words today, on the surface, really don't appear to be too profound. I mean, I think everyone knows that coveting is a sin, and that stuff won't make us happy. I mean, even the Beatles said money can't buy you love. The thing is, though, there's a problem. And all too often, we think we're in control, and that stuff will actually make us content. Now, don't get me wrong. I think we all know, if we were asked on a test, does stuff make you happy, we would all check no. We know it's wrong even though it's a lie. We know this from the scripture that warns against the sin of coveting. But we also know from the surveys that measure national happiness, where the United States, even though it's the wealthiest nation in the world, is never number one in terms of contentness, feeling of security, or happiness. 
than I think even from our own lives. Many of us have more stuff than 10 years ago. But yet, I wonder if we're more happy or even if we feel more secure than we did 10 years ago. So as a rule, stuff doesn't make a person happy nor feel any more secure. And yet, deep down, we still secretly believe that we'll be the exception to the rule. We say to ourselves, if I just had a little more, then life would be set. Now, you might not believe that, but remember, this man in the parable that Jesus tells us is actually more like us than not. Remember, he's successful, and I think everybody wants to be successful. He earns enough for early retirement, which many of us would never turn down. And on top of that, he's just a good planner. But the thing to be on guard is not success or early retirement. It's that we believe we can secure our future through stuff. See, the only way out of this is simply to look outside of ourselves. And the first step in looking outward for the man in the parable is to confess he has nothing that wasn't already given to him. This man, rather than looking inward, should have looked outward, giving thanks to God for the land, for the rain, for the sun that produced this large harvest. And then the man should have looked outward at all the people around him that he could have loved with his produce. See, when you realize you have nothing, there is no longer any reason to look inward. There's no longer any reason to hang on to things. Rather, you look outward to God in faith, receiving the salvation Jesus Christ has won for you and the love he is giving to you. Then receiving that love, a love in which you cannot keep stored up because there is not a barn large enough in the world to actually store it, you share that love with those around you. By looking for life outside of yourself, in faith to God and in love with those around you, you will actually realize you have nothing. But at the same time, you'll realize you have everything. Growing up, I had a friend, his name was Jeff Salzman, whose one, ni one night his house burned down, and his family lost everything except for the clothes on their back. I mean, there was nothing to save in the house. And a couple nights after the fire, our friends invited Jeff over to share our stuff and try to help him get his mind off his loss. And someone asked how he was doing, and he said, you know, I'm actually doing great. And someone asked him, well, how can that be? And he said something that struck with me, has stuck with me ever since. He said, I'm doing great because I have a God who loves me, I have my family who loves me, and I have you, which was our friends group. At that moment, Jeff literally could not look to himself. I mean, what would he look at? The dirty clothes on his back? He could not look inward because there was nothing to see. But looking outward, 
away from himself. He saw a God who loved him by forgiving his sins and by sending a group of people around him to love him in the same way, to share that love. And at that moment, he realized he did have everything, even though he had hardly anything. And no matter how much or how little he would have later in his life, that spot, that place, that time where God and his loved ones gathered around him, nothing would change. That moment, he couldn't be more secure about his future, and no one could ever take that away. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.